Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode number 86. Welcome to Positive Productivity Podcast, where we empower our audience to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success, especially in the face of adversity. Listen in as our guests reveal their stories of challenges and hurdles and how they overcame defeat and became triumphant in their endeavors. Let's get motivated and move forward with your host, Kim Sutton. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton. And today I am thrilled to have with us Sonia Green from Sonia Green Developmental Services. Welcome, Sonia. How are you today? Hi, Kim. Well, uh, thank you so much for having me today. It's a pleasure just to be here with you and to hear that melodious voice of yours. (laughs) Hi, everyone. My name is Sonia. I got it right. Listeners, you know I struggle with with name pronunciation. I'm so proud that I got it right. (laughs) Sonia is a personal development strategist, empowerment coach, and soft skills trainer with just such a fascinating story. And as you know, you can always get all the, the show notes and the transcription on the website. But before we jump in, I want to let you know, you can find it at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP086. Sonia, welcome again. And would you mind please sharing a little bit of your story with the audience? Okay. So thank you so very much for giving me this opportunity, Kim. I am Sonia, as I said before, and I am from Jamaica, but right now I am in Dubai and I don't want anyone to take any guesses or to think that, okay, this girl, she's had an easy life and she, she just took up herself and flew over to Dubai and now she's living it out. No, my life was nothing like that. I am here, you know, giving thanks for everything that has happened because definitely it has made me a better person. I, by the way, was abandoned by my mom at two and a half years old. And, you know, I've lived to forgive my mom and It is my greatest desire right now to have a wonderful relationship with her, but that is still in the works. I got pregnant as a teenager, for example. So at age 18, I was pregnant. And before I turned 20, I was pregnant again. So there was just out of high school, pregnant as a teen, not knowing where to turn, not knowing what to do, but then as soon as I got pregnant, is like that triggered something inside of me. I knew that I had to change the direction that my life was heading in. I knew that I had to change this direction, if not for myself, then at least for my daughter. And so right around when I, when I got pregnant or Just shortly after I had the baby, I decided that, hey, I have to go to college. I have to get a profession. And so I applied to college. I didn't have any money or anything like that, but I still applied. I extended my faith. But before I got a chance to even go to college, I found out that I was pregnant again. And this time it was with the hope that I would stay at home and be the baby mother, because in Jamaica we say baby mother, be the baby mother that I was supposed to be. Well, I decided that that wasn't going to be my faith. And thank God that I decided that that wasn't going to be my faith. 
during that period, I had to go through a lot of domestic violence. I had to fight for my life. I had to fight for my, my son. I share a story. I shared that part of my life in an anthology. I recently participated in out. I'll, I'll tell you guys more about that um, later on if I get the chance to. But I had to basically struggle and fight my way through. I've had to sit myself down and come up with strategies that would help me to navigate through that life of poverty, that life of balance, that life of lack that I was living. And here I am today, 14 years later, <laughs> as a teacher that I'm so very proud to be. I've traveled to Japan to teach. I've taught in Jamaica and now I'm, I'm in Dubai teaching. So when I'm not teaching in the days, I am doing personal development coaching. I'm doing soft skills training and stuff like that on my free time. So that's just a synopsis about me. Sonia, I, I love everything that you said. And I want to touch back to where you said you've forgiven your mother. Because, I mean, I've had things happen in my life, too, including domestic violence and just relationships that didn't always go as well as I planned. And I found that forgiveness was my biggest step that I needed to take to move forward and get on with my life. Have you found that to be the same for you? To be honest with you, it is not cliche when people say that when you forgive, you actually release yourself from the bondage. It is true. Because until those moments, until that time when I actually forgave my mom, I really couldn't enjoy much of anything. I was just going on, but there was so much hurt inside of me. I was loving, but I wasn't loving totally. I was doing, but I wasn't giving it my all. So there was so much baggage. There was so much going on inside of me that up until that moment, I could really say that I wasn't truly wholly living my life. And I'm so thankful for, you know, my pastor, I'm a Christian, and, and my pastor really worked with me through those situations. I had so much, so much love for my pastor because there are so many days that he sat in his office and worked with me through those difficult times. And, you know, I, I sat there and I received all that he, all the work that he put into it, all the books that I had to read, all the, the scriptures that I had to study and stuff like that. And eventually it worked. And eventually I was healed. And I'm so grateful for that moment. That's so beautiful. I, and I have to share that I was raised Catholic, but I really didn't find my faith until after everything. And looking back, I don't know when the forgiveness happened, if it was before or mm -hmm. after. But yeah. there's so much to be said for, I mean, all that time and Listeners, if you're struggling with hurt from past relationships, try to find somebody who can help you and, and maybe someone is the person. Is that something that you help with in as an empowerment coach? Definitely. This is something that because, you know, having gone through it and having realized how much of a baggage these feelings and these emotions can bring to you and how much they can weigh you down and cause you to be unproductive and stagnant. This is something that I work with people on. It is so important to release the baggage. So definitely, I am. I mean, and it's not just my mother. 
There are people in my family as well, you know, who have hurt me so terribly in my relationships as well. And even though I've been through, you know, hurtful relationships, especially with my children's father, I am now a happily married woman. You know, I have released all that. I have learned to trust again. I've learned to love fully again and not look back at the past, but give myself a chance and give other people a chance. And definitely my life has not been the same. So I'm just telling you guys out there, no matter what you've been through, you can just have just a glimmer of hope. And even if you don't have any, but you could use just a glimmer of my hope. Use it for now until you can find yours. And believe me, you can work through this if this is something that you decide to do. Sonia, when I left my, and I don't think I've ever shared this on on the podcast before, but when I left the father of my oldest two, um, it was actually in the middle of the day while he was at work. Uh, there was just a circumstance or a situation that happened and I needed to get out with my children safely. And yeah, uh, I understand. Yeah. And I couldn't wait to be as far away as I could possibly be. However, you know, we have to be careful as parents, what we do in accordance with the law to make sure that we don't lose custody and all that great stuff. However, with the forgiveness that came, the funny thing is, is that we're now living about a block and a half apart from each other. Wow. And, and Beautiful. We'll, we'll pass each other, you know, on the road. We don't have to pass each other's houses, thank goodness, to get to our own houses. That would be sort of mm-hmm. strange, don't you think? <laughs> But we'll pass each other on the road or even at the if we go to the same grocery and we can actually be kind to each other. We could probably actually be kinder now than we ever were while we were married. There's just some relationships that are totally entered for the wrong reasons. Yeah. But that can also <laughs> happen, you know, with clients. We can we can enter work relationships with clients for the wrong reasons, such as money. I mean Money shouldn't be the driver for everything. It should be impact rather than income. So tell me and the listeners, please, I'm so intrigued about how you journeyed from Jamaica to Japan and now Dubai. And what is it like to be living over there? I've heard so many wonderful things, but I know the cost of living is probably astronomical. So what has that journey been like? All right. So... You know, I gave you guys a little synopsis of what life was like before, you know, even getting a profession or anything like that. But just so you know, I, after having the kids, you know, I've had to go through a very difficult three-year period to get myself educated and to get myself qualified to become a teacher. And, you know, even through that, those days, I had to provide for my kids still. I had to worry about them, even though their dad was there. This wasn't something that he really wanted to support me on. And so ever since then, I've been on my own, but God has always sent the right people at the right time to support me. So for those people, you know, who want to move forward and you're worrying about the resources that you don't have, I'm just going to tell you this right now. It's time for you to give yourself the resource called faith. And when you give yourself the result called fate, I want you to do the thing that you really desire to do next. So it's fate plus action. And that is something that brought me through three years of college. And after that, I spent six, seven years teaching in, in Jamaica. But 
during that time, you know, I felt like, okay, I'm getting all the experience that I need. And while I taught there, I always take great pleasure in, in coaching as well as teaching, not just teaching or coaching and counseling. Cause I want, I really wanted to study psychology when I was doing my first degree. Cause shortly after I did that three year diploma program, I then went and upgraded myself on very limited resources. I still had to take care of my two kids, but I wanted to do psychology because it's something that is very interesting for me, you know, human relationships and human behavior and stuff like that. But I didn't get a chance to, but I still studied the thing that I got a chance to, which was education. So I I decided that, okay, I'm going to do this because you know what? I want to migrate. I want to not just migrate, I want to travel the world and I want to teach in different places. I want to experience different cultures and stuff like that. And even though I'm from the far West, it was always my desire to end up in the Middle East. I mean, I know that Western media tell us a lot of crazy things about Middle East and it's not da- it's not safe, it's dangerous, and stuff like that. But my dream was to come to the Middle East. I didn't get that opportunity while I was in Jamaica, but the opportunity I got took me to Japan. And, you know, that's just a whole other story. But in 2014, I got the opportunity to go to Japan. And then I spent two and a half, three years, two and a, maybe two years and six months in Japan. And it was just last November that I moved to Dubai. Life here is awesome. I find that the cost of living in in Japan is higher than the cost of living here in Dubai. And I'm just really learning to move around now and to get all the things I need and, and, you know, to find the perfect place to get whatever it is that I need. But so far, so good, basically. I love what you said about faith. I'm jumping way back to the beginning, but I love what you said (laughs) about faith. And having been, when I did leave that relationship, I didn't have a job. And there was one time, and I think you'll probably get a kick out of this. There was one time that the water was shut off because there was no money to pay the bill. It was only off for a day. But (laughs) amazingly, I had faith. We had faith. And on that day, it snowed. So amazingly, God provided what we needed to flush the toilet in the way of snow. Oh, awesome. (laughs) You're going to talk about What's of being shut up? I remember so many times as a teacher back in Jamaica, I would get home to my house in darkness as a government worker, my house in darkness. I'm driving my car because I eventually bought a car. You know, I think it was for my 27th or so birthday. I bought myself a car, maybe 26th birthday. And there are times I'm driving my car home. And I would run out of gas. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. I'm a Christian. I'm a government worker. <laughs> and here I am. I don't have any gas in my car. I don't have the money to pay my, my electricity bill on time. What is happening? But guess what? These are situations. These are times, you know, that really defined me as a person. It made me know that I'm a strong woman. It, these are times that I decided not to make careless decisions because there were opportunities on the table. But I knew that those opportunities weren't right for me. Those opportunities, they went against my faith, they went against my core values, 
they went against all the things that I believed in. And because of the decisions that I made, because of the tests that I've been through, here I am on the other side, smiling and rejoicing because I'm so much of a stronger, deeper person now as a result. And life is not perfect. Let me say that. Life is so not perfect. And I'll tell you why I say that a little bit later from now. Well, you've already experienced Positive Productivity podcast full of <laughs> bloopers, <laughs> but it definitely is not perfect. I have one other question for you. I, I mean, I'm sure I have tons, but in respect for the for time today, and we're going to have to have you back again because I know we have so much more to talk about. But you talked about how, you know, being a, I, I forget how you said it, baby mother? Baby mother, yeah. Yes, how it it really wasn't, it wasn't your calling. And, and I no. totally can relate to that. There's so many moms out there who it is the calling for and believe that, and even in America too, not just in Jamaica, who believe that mothers should be at home and taking care of their kids. And here I am at home and my kids are not here. They're at daycare. Have you faced mama guilt and how have you gotten over it? Well, to be honest with you right now, I am going to share this much with you. I am in Dubai. My kids are in Jamaica where they attend school. And this is for based on financial reasons. This is based on family decision that we've made. I want my kids to get a solid education and that they can get in Jamaica. At the same time, education in Jamaica is much more affordable. Of course, this makes me feel guilty sometimes, but There are times when I look back and I justify the decisions that we have made. See, I'm not sure that I was given the best as a child in terms of the best education, in terms of the best childhood. And I'm sure that, you know, in being away from my kids, there are things that I'm missing out on. But when I weigh that against the fact that, you know, being there with my kids and not being able to supply their everyday needs, which is worse, I really do truly, you know, choose to be here to work and to take care of my kids. Now, I know that some mothers would make different decisions than what I have made or, you know, my husband and I have made. But at the end of the day, I mean, each family, I think that each person has to really stand up to their decision and do what works best for them, do what is right for them, do what is right for their family. So moms, If your heart says stay home, take care of your kids, if you can afford to do that, why not do it? Do not let society, you know, dictate to you what to do. I really do hope that one day my life would get to that place where I could stay at home and do my charities and do my, you know, choose my clients, who I want to work with and stuff like that. That's as far as I would go because I really do still think that I have so much, too much to offer, not to always be working or doing something. That is just my take on the situation. But for those persons who could stay home and they can, you know, not work, not do anything, but take care of their kids, which is work in itself, very hard work in itself. Very well, hard ahead. work in itself. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and do that. And for those who are still, you know, struggling, hustling, working here, taking care of their kids over here, do it and do it gracefully. That is what you're called to do. But when I say baby mother in in Jamaican terms, it's just the whole, you know, woman 
being at home with the kids, not being qualified to do anything. So even if at some point they desire to get up and go work, then they won't really even have any form of qualification or skills or anything like that to fall back on. And it's not the best title that you really want to be wearing in my culture, per se. Oh, I, 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 I think an American. Okay. <laughs> no, I I couldn't have said anything that you said better if I had scripted it. And no, we, listeners, we don't talk about most of this before we jump in. So we didn't I, talk. I, <laughs> no, I love it. So, what are you working on right now? And where can listeners find out more about you? Okay, so for those people who want to find out more about me, you can find me at www.saniagreen.com. That's S-A-N-I-A-G-R-E-E-N.com. And to be honest with you, I have like a million and one things working on right now. I am working on, you know, putting some soft skills training that I have done the last part of last year on my website now. I, I did some training on LinkedIn, vision boarding, and, you know, making irresistible profiles and stuff like that. All things personal development. So you can find out more about that on my website. I'm also working on a new book. I have so many books that I am working on all at the same time, but I promise within the next two to two and a half months, that one of those new books will be out and it's going to be something else on personal development as well. So I'm putting it in my calendar to contact you in two, two yeah. and a half months because I am on the <laughs> same timeline. So let's, <laughs> let's keep each other accountable and get these books out because just like you, I think I have about eight. Yeah, I probably have oh eight books that I've started writing, but at least you've released one. I haven't even released one yet. Oh, no, 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 you have to, I'm going to hold you accountable. Two and a half months, that's March. So in mid-April, okay, mid-April. Okay, I'm writing that down. We have books to talk about. <laughs> so yeah, I have a, I have a, my first book is called The Self-Confidence Booster. And that is available on Amazon. It's even in Japanese as well. And now I'm in Dubai, I might get it into Arabic as well, because I have students who, my students went to, to Google me and found out that I'm an author and they're going crazy like, Miss, I, I have your book. Miss, I bought your book. <laughs> so that book was, you know, was written as a result of, you know, realizing that self-confidence or lack, the lack thereof is one of the things that affected my English language learners in Japan from really going out there and pursuing you know, the, the pursuing and speaking English language more. So I wrote that book and it was really, it really came out as a book that not just, it wasn't just helpful to Japanese people, but it was helpful to people right across the board, teens and adults alike. So I'm encouraging you, Kim, to go get your book out there. We're going to do this by April. Okay. Oh, definitely. Listeners, stay tuned and links to Sonia's website as well as her books. I'm going to put plural here because we'll update after the new book is released and get you back on the show, right? To talk about your new book. You can find awesome. all this great info again at thekimsutton.com 
forward slash PP086. Sonia, it has been such a pleasure having you here today. Do you have any closing words that you'd love to share with the with the listeners? You know, as someone, I'm just so thrilled to be here as well and to share just a little bit about me because we'd be here for days on top of days talking just about some of the crazy things that happen. <laughs> but, you know, I did say that my life is not perfect and stuff like that. I just want you guys to know that no matter what you're going through, that, you know, your mindset is one of the number one resources that you have. I just want to encourage you to visualize and to see yourself pulling through whatever it is that you're going through at this current moment. So what is whatever is happening to you now, you can use that to mold you or to shape your character, but look forward to the future. And that is something that I myself, I am doing right now, because as we speak right now, I am in Dubai. I'm living the dream of my life because this is something I've always wanted to do. And here I am doing it as a result of, of strategically planning, as a result of having the faith, as a result of making myself more irresistible every time I turn around. Every year, I try to make myself more irresistible. But here I am right now in Dubai, experiencing a tough, challenging time. Because when I was in Japan about a year and a half or two years ago, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. And for those of you who know anything about rheumatoid, you know that it can be a biatch. <laughs> and I just said that, right? So here I am. I'm here struggling, struggling to walk even because of how terrible this arthritis has been on my knees and even on my hand. But I'm not giving up. And so I'm encouraging you guys out there, whoever you are, wherever you are, I am encouraging you to visualize. I'm encouraging you to just reset your mindset. If you have doubts about who you are, what you can do, despite of the challenges that you have, I want you to set them aside and move forward. And even if life isn't perfect right now, I want you to envision the perfect life because I don't even know if such a thing exists. There's always going to be something that some demon that we have to fight. But I want you to envision yourself living the life that you want to live, the life that you desire to live. And then when you get there, I want you to enjoy it. But if challenges come, I want you to be strong enough to ensure that you can you can ride out those challenges. And those are my closing words to you guys. That's so great. Thank you so much again, Sonia. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Kim. It was absolutely magnificent being here. Hey there, this is Kim Sutton, host of the Positive Productivity Podcast. And I just want to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it and were inspired, I would love to hear your feedback. Please take a moment or two and visit the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or on my website at thekimsutton.com to leave your rating or review. I'd also like to invite you to join the Positive Productivity Book Club and to find out more about my coaching packages by visiting thekimsutton.com. Until the next episode, I hope you have a positive and productive day.